This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, April 11th, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. There are downsides to regulation, but expressing even that basic truth was once considered heresy over at ABC News. According to now Fox News host John Stossel, his new book details some of his own bureaucratic struggles over explaining basic truths about the world around us, that free markets work for consumers, and that government control often makes problems much worse. The book is No, They Can't, Why Government Fails But Individuals Succeed. We spoke earlier today. You said once that Peter Jennings uh, asked that you be fired. What was the context of that? I I have a a nonprofit that puts videos in high school, offers them free to teachers. And the, for a long time, the most popular one was one called Is America Number One? This is a long answer. We have time for a long answer to this? For this show, I went around the world and looking at why some countries are prosperous and others are not. And we, it was really just a ripoff of P.J. O'Rourke's Eat the Rich book, which Cato promotes. It's ripoff for television. Much of what I do is Cato ripped off for television. Well, P.J. O'Rourke's book was ripped off from Adam Smith, so don't feel too bad. Well, but Adam Smith is heavy going and P.J. is not. And I'd say to high school kids, get a group together, how come we're prosperous and most of the world is not? Six billion people on earth, money or poor, why are we doing so well? Oh, because we have democracy, they'd say. Or we were a new country, we have natural resources. And I could say, well, India is a democracy. India has natural resources, how come they're poor? And they'd say, well, India's overpopulated. But actually, the population density of India is the same as that of New Jersey. And New Jersey's doing okay. And so they think about it for a while. And I explain Milton Friedman's point that it's economic freedom and Hong Kong, which has no democracy and no natural resources, really. It's just a rock, got to our level of wealth in just 50 years because they had economic freedom, because the British rulers sat around and enforced rule of law, kept people from stealing from each other or killing each other, and then sat around and drank tea. Leaving people alone allowed them to become rich. And for this show, I try to open a business to show how little economic freedom we have in America. Took weeks and weeks. In India, I didn't even try. It would have taken years for an American to open a business at the time. In Hong Kong, I could open one in one day. and. Caleb, I, you know, I, I'm embarrassed. I've forgotten the question here that I was leading up to with this well, long intro. Peter Jennings, he, he asked Oh, and Peter Jennings. So this story, as part of that, I was in India, and I interviewed the head of the government in the Calcutta area, which had been socialist for years, and he was saying Calcutta was poor because of immigrants from Bangladesh. And I said, no, Calcutta's poor because of your stupid policies. And he said... No, socialism is, is better. And Peter, who went to India after that, felt I had betrayed the objectivity of ABC News by taking such a strong position that his policies were stupid and that therefore I should be fired. And fortunately, the management uh, didn't fire me. You had some, some other struggles as, at ABC, and you've got an experience working at... Uh, what I would say is a news organization that is more open about 
uh, its proclivities. The hosts on Fox News tend to be more conservative, occasionally libertarian. Uh, what is the, I guess, what is that divide like? It's a big difference. I, I took a long time to leave ABC and people would say, why don't you go to Fox? They're more open to these ideas. And, and we should be clear, I mean, there are conservative hosts at Fox, but I think the daytime news shows are pretty straight down the middle. Uh, the anchors have different interests often than the liberals at ABC, but those shows play it pretty straight. But at ABC was like pushing string much of the time to get a piece on. Television's a collaborative business, and it's just hard to get the cooperation. And lawyers and producers would look at all the copy. Why don't you soften this? Or how can you say that rent control hurts poor people? That's ridiculous that rent control would hurt poor people. I live in a rent-controlled building, and I see that it helps me, said the lawyer. Uh, and poor people, too. And I would say, well, when people would say, so why don't you get away from that and go to Fox? At the time, I had 15 million viewers at ABC. And Fox had a couple hundred thousand. And why would I want to leave where I was uh, talking to people who had never heard these ideas and go preach to the converted? But by the time I finally did leave, 2020 had fallen down to about 5 million people, and O'Reilly with his reruns is up to about 5 million people. And 2020 was even more hostile to stories I wanted to do. I wanted to update Stupid in America, a show I did on school choice, which got good ratings. And now, five years later, there was a school choice movement. So let's do another show, and it'll get ratings, and I'll get to do my competition point. Oh, you're predictable, Stossel. Likewise, I'd done something on Michael Moore's movie Sicko and how Cuba has such great health care. Have you heard that? Uh, and done a show on that. And then Obamacare came. Let's update this now that Obamacare is here. Oh, yeah, we'll do it. Uh, we'll, we'll do that this summer. Yeah. Oh, but then Michael Jackson died. And then they had to cover that. And then they were doing stories on Michael Jackson's sister. And I don't know, Michael Jackson is still dead stories. And they just would never put uh, a follow-up to my health care story. And we had fun stuff. We'd gone to Canada where we showed how you can get very quick care, top quality, if you bark or meow because vet care is free in Canada. Everybody else has to wait. And it would have been a good show, but it just, I couldn't get it on. So I went to Fox where they let me do my thing. And even when that thing means let's legalize drugs, let's legalize sex work, homosexuality is just fine, gay marriage is just fine. We spend too much on defense. Pretty much, look, I, I don't claim to be original. I have learned much of this from you guys at Cato. I just put it on TV. But they let me do it without a peep of complaint at Fox, even though many of them disagree with those ideas. ABC required you to put commentary or perspective in front of a lot of the things that you said. Uh, what value then do you place on journalists who are completely upfront about what they're uh, proclivities are, what their biases are. Why not? I think that's a fine thing. What bothered me about, I was fine to have 
they made me call my piece my take at ABC. But until they stopped letting me do them, I was fine with that. It was my take. I was annoyed that 50% of the other stuff they put on the air was that reporter's lefty take. But his stuff didn't get labeled because his was just objective. The only one in the building who had an opinion or any bias was me. And that's ridiculous. And at Fox, look, when O'Reilly or Hannity are fighting with me over drug legalization, at least they understand they have a point of view, not just that there's the ob ob objective right way to think about things and then Stossel's weird libertarian way. So you find that uh, having a, a libertarian opinion at what is, I think, understood to be a conservative uh, news organization is, is much more a much more open environment? Much more open, and especially in, in Fox Business, where people who report on business have an understanding of free markets. What concerns do you have about, uh, about candidate Romney now that it's pretty clear that he is uh, going to be the nominee? Uh, he would be better than the incumbent in terms of spending, I think. But he says things like, you know, we're going to shrink government to 20% of the economy. Well, why just 20%? It was 18% under Clinton. Can't we at least get back to that? And he's going to cut government by attrition. Why attrition? Why? And other Republicans say this too. They can't fire anybody. I mean, attrition, cutting it by attrition means that the the deadwood stays and the good people may leave. If you're, if you're managing an enterprise, it means you fire the bad ones. Uh, before GE became partly a government sycophant and it was a real growth company, Jack Welch said the way you make the company work is you f get rid of the 10% of the worst people every year you perform or get out. And it's the, it's good, it's good creative destruction even for the fired people often who end up in jobs that they're better suited for and are happier when they become more productive. Something that perturbs me on a regular basis is, is the way like White House core reporters or campaign reporters report the statements of candidates. They go the, out then and do a story on it. The example I'm thinking of right now is President Obama has been pushing very hard to implement something called the Buffett Rule which everyone pretty much admits is not going to solve any of the large problems uh, facing the United States when it comes to uh, fiscal reforms, uh, but it's reported as if it's a very big deal. It's the story du jour, and it's appealing to reporters because it's simple. The rich ought to pay 30%. It's a little harder to get your brain around, well, gee, it would only bring in $2 billion, and we have a $1.5 trillion deficit, this isn't going to make any difference. It's harder to get your brain around that some of those rich people will hire tricksters to dodge the rule anyway. Some of them will be less productive and create less wealth that you may kill the golden goose. The reporters don't think that way. So they have a nice fairness story. And it does sound fair. I mean, boy, millionaires, shouldn't they pay 30%? I'm paying 40%. They ought to pay 30%. That's just fair. And the details get complicated. So then reporters, you think, uh, almost never focus on the unseen? Right. I mean, how can you focus on it if it's unseen, if the jobs 
aren't created, there's nothing to take pictures of. Is that, is that part of the problem in media? That is, that is the, the scene always has the drop on the unseen when it comes to covering stories? Sure. Look at outsourcing, sending the jobs overseas, that, that you can take a picture of the factory that gets closed. One location, great story, the people are crying, it's the last day of work. The money saved from that may create a thousand jobs elsewhere, but they're dispersed everywhere. You don't know where to point the camera. Um, it's just not covered. Or minimum wage. The, you can cover the guy who gets a raise. Hey, I'm happy I got a raise today. The guy who never is offered a job because entry-level jobs are discouraged, you can't take his picture because you don't know who he is. The job doesn't exist yet. John Stossel is host of Fox Business Channel's Stossel and author of the new book, No, They Can't, Why Government Fails But Individuals Succeed. You can read more about regulation at our website, cato.org.